You're listening to Crud Talk, a ministry of 50 shades of grace. Everybody's got a story. I'm guessing like me, you've been hurt before. But what if I told you there was more to this life than being stuck in the hurt and sin of your past? Hey, we all have crud, but it's how we deal with it that makes all the difference. Today's episode is brought to you by a generous sponsor just like you. We thank you for your gift, which allows us to share hope and continue to help people deal with the crud in their lives. So thank you. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Crud Talk. I'm Sonia Bruner. How are you doing? So I got a lot of messages from my last episode. (laughs) The other S word, like the fun one. (laughs) So I'm going to just do a follow-up because I had a lot of questions and I want to answer those questions, okay? They're just really good and I think all of us can maybe get some great information from that. So here we go. This is one of my favorite comments I received this week and this couple wrote to me and they said, we want to be the couple that is willing to do whatever it takes to make our entire marriage God-honoring. You're helping us to do that, Sonia. Thank you. Isn't that cool? I thought that was so awesome. That was cool. That was encouraging. So I got this question um, from a lady in Florida. She says, how do you do this? You say such personal things about yourself and then make it available for the whole world to hear. I need your courage. I wasn't abused or anything, but I feel like sex is a dirty thing. I guess it's because of how I was raised. Modesty and keeping yourself pure was always super important to me. What would you advise to us girls who are afraid to be sexual and want to change after all these years of marriage? How do we get comfortable with ourselves and sex? Let me just say, I love this. I love it. I feel like she's already starting this journey to discovering what it is that God wants her to understand about him and about marriage and sex, right? You can't change the past, but you can begin new today. So I think the next step is to find out what feels good to you and your body. Sex is in the Bible. I don't know why so many people choose to ignore that or tell themselves that they can ignore it because they're uncomfortable with it. I never got that. There's lots of great resources and understanding that what feels good to one might not feel good to another. I heard a lot of comments about that, that they really loved when I said that last week they were like oh that makes a lot of sense God didn't make sex dirty man made sex dirty so understanding what biblical sex is and the powerful connect connection that the Lord created in and through sex that's important too he doesn't lie so when he says the two become one be fruitful and multiply he means it I think because of her feelings about sex she needs to give herself permission providing that it's pleasurable, and really allow herself to enjoy it. The other huge part of this for all of us that feel this way is communicating this to your spouse. You got to do this. Also, let me ask this question. What about sex makes you feel dirty? I would try to express those thoughts and emotions to at least say that out loud. Be honest with that. Everything starts with the truth. Having the courage to answer why it's dirty might help in healing a past hurt or maybe a hindering belief about it that God never intended you to have. Also, if there's any unconfessed sin, then confess that and start with a clean slate. Tell him how much you love him. I'm talking about your spouse. 
and that you want to make things the best they can be. You can do this. I believe in I believe we all can do this through God. Okay, I got this message from a lady in Texas. My husband is addicted to porn. He doesn't understand why it hurts me. I want a divorce. I've even met with a lawyer. I was so confident in my decision and then I read your your story and I listened to your podcast last week. What a what what a episode she got to listen to. Wow. And I'm not sure what to do. Looking back, I have held back more than I care to admit. I don't think that by me doing that, it gives him the right to look at other naked women and get off on that. But I guess by me not saying anything all this time, he probably feels like I don't want him. I love him, but it's hard to feel that these days. So that's so loaded, right? There's so many people struggling struggling right now with pornography in their within their marriages and let me just say my heart goes out to anyone that is struggling with that um on both sides of that the ones that are involved in pornography um and the hopelessness that many individuals feel because they actually become addicted to it um and they feel shame and the guilt and they carry carry that with them and then they find themselves there again and it's just this vicious cycle and then the ones that are the the other side of that the victims the ones that we we love the most we hurt the most by doing that and it's sometimes hard to understand where they're coming from and why that's so hurtful but it's a betrayal and i think i think we just need to kind of take a pause and understand how horrible that betrayal can be and so my response would be to this person stop before you do something permanent that you will regret obviously she loves him it's obvious that the lord is trying to get her attention and in no way am i saying that he is off the hook i can understand why that person would feel hurt does the husband know does the spouse know um, I feel like there's way, way, way too much communication that needs to be happening. Um, first, you both need to sit down and talk and you must share your heart with your spouse in truth and love. Then allow him to share his heart with you. Listen to him. Don't blame, don't excuse, um, don't accuse, don't shame, but just listen to what he says. And then I would say this, what about Jesus? Do you know Jesus? I'd like to know really um, what you think about him. So um, this one is good. Okay. (laughs) I understand that it's my wifely duty to have sex with my husband, but what if it's bad? I don't think he has a clue as to what I want or what feels good to me. It's like he has his fun and then he's done. So what you're telling me is that I just need to open up and tell him this out loud. How can I do that? It's so embarrassing. I need you to tell me, how do I do that? <laughs> my re- my response is, I just talked actually with a lady this week who had this exact same issue. <laughs> and she was like, I can't say those words out loud, Sonia. And I was like, I get it. I totally get it. Yes, that's exactly what I'm going to tell y'all. Open up your mouth and tell your spouse how you feel in truth and love. No blame, no guilting or bullying, just the truth in love. It's not their fault that they don't know. If you've never told the person, ask them to forgive you for not telling that person before that you love what you need. 
how can we hold them accountable when we haven't even said how we feel, right? And one more thing, someone, somehow you, you might need to change the way that you think regarding your statement or your belief in attitude that says wifely duty <laughs> and change that to I get to or I love to, right? It's not a wifely duty. We get to, we love to. And if it's not feeling good and if it's not going the way that you want to, you got to open up your mouth and talk because after all, this is the one you love, right? This is the one you've made that commitment to. I got this one from a man in Colorado. I loved, this one's good. Sonia, you are, well, this part is not good. This was kind of awkward, but Sonia, you are a beautiful woman inside and out. I wish my wife had your attitude about sex. The last thing she wants is sex. I feel like she punishes me by withholding it from me because I had an affair five years ago. Five years, he says. I have begged her to forgive me. I have tried to be everything she needs and it's not enough. I don't want to give up on our marriage, but I'm sick of living like she hates me. Tell me what I can do to make her forgive me. So my reply was this. <laughs> First, let me say that I'm sorry that you are hurting. So any of you that have gone through this, had an affair and your spouse is not forgiving you for it and it's just caused a lot of issues within the marriage, I'm sorry that you're hurting. I'm also sorry for that person that they're holding on to that and that they're, they've been hurting too because like I said, sin hurts, right? You can't make her forgive you. You can't. You can't do that. My question would be, did you ever just let her express her anger to you without you saying anything in response? In other words, does she get to have a get out of jail free card to be ticked as all get out at what you did? Five years is a long time to be angry for sure. What about Jesus? What are your thoughts about him? I can only imagine how hard it is for you to feel like she hates you. It sounds like she might be afraid to give herself to you again, wondering if you will hurt her yet again. All you can do is share your heart with her. Speak truthfully and listen to what she tells you. No blame, no excuses, not trying to fix it. Listen. You can't control what she does. You can only control how you respond. And I would just say this, anybody that's in this situation, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for both of you. I'm praying for all of us, right? I got this message um, question from a lady in the Midwest. I feel embarrassed admitting this, but it's been a long time since we've had sex. What I find difficult is how to begin again. I feel like I need to tell him how I feel, but I feel weird doing that. I know the words, but I don't want him to think that I hate sex with him. There's things that I'd like him to do more of or to try, but he is so quiet. It makes me feel like I need to stay quiet about such things. I think the reasons that we don't have sex are more about us being too busy with life and not giving each other the attention that we deserve. How do I initiate this without passing out with embarrassment? See what I mean, everybody? Like a lot of us feel that way. It's not just one person, right? How to begin again? I think that's the greatest question in of all time. This question made me smile with hope and gratefulness. I've heard it said that people do that which they want to do. So if you want to have sex, you need to have sex. You need to make that a priority. I totally understand the embarrassment of bringing it up. But what's going to happen if you don't? Nothing will change, right? So find a way to honestly communicate how you feel about him first. I think that's really big. Everybody listening? Instead of talking, jumping right in and talking about the, the, the negatives, I think 
reaffirming your love and your commitment to your spouse is the way to go with step number one. And then confess any sin that has taken place on your end. Remember, you can't control what they do. You can only control how you respond. And then just do it. Even if you feel yourself turning red with embarrassment, do it. Say what you feel. Say what you need. Do it. Also, pray before you speak. I got this from a man in Georgia, and I want all of us to listen to the honesty from this guy. Wives out there, pay attention. God has been working on me about all of this. I want to change, but I feel trapped in my own sin. I have been addicted to pornography for as long as I can remember. I want to say that I want to stop, but the truth is I don't. It fills a void in my life that my wife cannot. She is a great woman, but there's something in me that needs this type of release. When I'm viewing porn, I don't think about her needs or what I'm doing wrong or the next thing. I'm thinking about nothing but what feels good and that I'm relaxed and in control. I don't want to hurt her, but I don't feel like this when I'm having sex with her. The sex itself is great. It's just not as much of a relaxed experience. It feels forced and I feel pressure to perform. What can I do? Y'all, I think that is the most gut-wrenchingly honest comment, <laughs> question ever. I, I'm, yeah, that just blew me away, his honesty. I'm not surprised that pornography is the new drug. I'm not surprised that it's captured our attention and our minds and our hearts. And I'm not surprised that men and women would choose this form of stimulant over opening up their heart to more hurt and pain. Why? Why do I say that? A picture won't leave you. A video doesn't touch you or force itself on you or abuse you. An image doesn't ignore you or say hurtful things to you. A text doesn't have the messiness of looking into someone's heart and soul. You can stop texting anytime, but when it's a human being, you have to engage with a real person. Pornography draws a response. It gets you there. Pornography has zero commitment. You understand that the addiction to pornography is that it's the ultimate protection from getting hurt, right? Pornography takes out the very essence of what God intended sexual intimacy to be. No people, no relationship. You have taken out the soul and the heart of sex by narrowing narrowing it down to one person being aroused by electronics or images. Immediate gratification, lust, and zero commitment or engagement in true human relationships. But if you lust after another person, the Bible says you've already committed adultery in your heart. When we look at pornography, we are choosing to indulge the lust. We are actually fertilizing the lust. Think about that. We are creating a need for more and more in order to get sexually aroused again. Images are so powerful, and once they're there, they can't be erased. But the thing that is the most gut-wrenching to me about pornography is when we look at it, we are choosing to exploit people sexually and not batten an eyelash as to the heart and mind of that individual or how they've been hurt or abused or sold, drugged, raped, or betrayed or forced to engage in sexual activity on camera. I've heard people say, I'm not hurting anyone by looking at pornography. Are you sure? What about the age of that person? We have no idea how old they are. Are they kids? Do you know what you're looking at? 
Make no mistake, we look at the image because we want to. And then we become the reason for the demand of the pornography industry. The reason that the pornography industry is so lucrative is because every one of us that has participated in the viewing of a video or a movie or a picture, we are a sex pornography consumer. We're the consumer. You and I have perpetuated the reason for the supply and demand. Do you get that? Everything belongs to Jesus. Our hearts and minds belong to the Lord. When we are married, our bodies belong to our spouse, period. Jesus is all about commitment. He's all about relationships. He's all about connection. He's all about love and trust and forgiveness, communication and intimacy. Is it any wonder why Satan is trying to kill that? He's taken away true relationship and intimacy and connection and trust, and we're letting him. If we have no relationships, we have nothing. And that's what Satan wants. The world is having plenty of sex. I know we all know this. It's everywhere. But they have left God out of it. They are completely unbalanced and empty. Sex isn't the know-all, beat-all to a marriage relationship, but it is part of the marriage relationship. You can't ignore those parts of God's words just because you have an issue with it. Let me say that again for somebody that's listening. You can't ignore that part of God's word just because you have an issue with it. We have God's permission. We have his blessing. We have the how-to in Song of Solomon. Have you actually read that book in the Bible? I chihuahua beluga. I mean, I'm telling you, oh my goodness. God (laughs) did not make sex dirty. Let me say that again. God did not make sex dirty. Man made sex dirty. If you're in a marriage that is sexually damaged or broken or sex is non-existent, would you have the courage to seek the truth? No excuses, no blame, just truth. Deep in your heart between you and Jesus about why there's no sex happening in your marriage. Let me just say this, communication can change everything. By opening up and talking to our spouse about how we feel, what we like and what we don't like, it can make all the difference. Let me park here for a little bit. For many who struggle with talking about sex, that struggle comes from a place of guilt, shame, or pain. I'm going to share something with you that's really painful for me, but it's the truth. When I first got to church, (laughs) I heard that sex is wrong and that only the bad girls want to have sex and have sex. Well, I had had sex with lots of men, lots of men. So I was definitely a bad girl. Then I got married, but asking for what I wanted out loud would be admitting I liked it, which again would make me a bad girl. That's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about changing how we talk about sex. We need to retrain our brains to think about sex in a Jesus-filled way. The other struggle comes from believing what the world has forced on us that if it's true love, then both people would automatically know what the other wanted, what pleased the other, and no talking about it would be necessary because we were so in love and we just knew what to do because of that love. That is a load of crap. Can I say that? I don't know if I can say that. Real life is way better. Sex is way better when both spouses are communicating and working together to make it awesome. Y'all, marriage takes work. 
I know you know that, but it takes work. It's not for chumps. It takes a lot of work. Don't be afraid to communicate. This is just a tip. (laughs) But sometimes it's easier to talk about sex when you're not naked. Choose a place where you won't be interrupted or where you have privacy. Like a long drive in the car alone works really good. And then when you're done talking, you could have sex there too. (laughs) Just saying. Okay, smile people. (laughs) Our spouses want us to enjoy sex with them. They don't know what you want until you tell them. So let's help make that happen. Open up your mouth and communicate. I love the questions that come in. I mean, this has been awesome. I just love the honesty. It makes me smile and it gives me hope. For whatever crazy reason, y'all, the Lord has given me grace upon grace, at least 50 shades of grace to help others. And I believe I'm here to encourage people to be open and honest about their crud for sure. And some of that crud is about sex. If I can share my story and all that Jesus has done to change my life, then maybe that's going to help someone have the courage to deal with their crud. So get after it. Have sex. It's a good thing. There are two human beings involved. God made sex for both man and woman. I think we forget that sometimes. Trust Jesus. He cares about everything in our hearts. He wants us to bring it to him and have the courage to be honest and then share that with our spouse in truth and love. If you both are still breathing, guess what? It's not too late. Open up your mouth and share your heart with the one that you love. I just want to say, I thank you. Oh my goodness. I thank you for trusting me with your questions. Oh, that means a lot to me. I'm praying that the Lord is speaking to your hearts, all of you listening through all of this. And let me leave you with this awesome word from Jesus. It's found in Philippians 4, verse 6 through 9. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And he goes on to say, and now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Oh, 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 and listen to this. Keep putting it into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. That's Philippians 4, verse 6 through 7. Keep putting it into practice. (laughs) He's even telling us. (laughs) Okay, smile, everybody. I'm Sonia Bruner. This is Crud Talk. See you next time.